Hormone Harmony is a supplement for women of all ages and all stages of menopause. And it's become a phenomenon. I hear that a bottle of Hormone Harmony is sold every 24 seconds. Hormone Harmony is by Happy Mammoth, the company dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients like herbal extracts called adaptogens. They help the body adapt to stressors, including hormonal changes that naturally occur throughout a woman's lifetime. They can help alleviate hot flashes, night sweats, and that feeling of being tired all the time. The biggest benefit, feeling like yourself again. That's what women mention over and over in the more than 17,000 reviews for Hormone Harmony. For a limited time, you can get 15% off on your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code DATINGWALLGRAY at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code DATINGWALLGRAY for 15% off today. For me, getting back out there means sprucing up my date night wardrobe, but I don't necessarily want to have a lot of extra stuff to hang on to. That's why I was happy to find out about Armoire. It's a clothing rental service, and it really takes away the stress about what to wear. For a monthly fee, members get access to high-quality designer clothing for any occasion. Just take a five-minute style quiz to get suggestions, and then pick what you want. The clothes arrive in as little as two days. One of the items I chose is a green v-neck wrap dress that works for both business and pleasure. And here's one thing I really love. Armoire is women-founded and women-led. Right now, my listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash gray. That is armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash gray to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. a good profile to attract the right person and that's what I do is I help people make sure they put the right information that's if the guy reads your profile yeah Uh, and you need a decent picture in order to attract a man to look at your profile so a guy who's motivated is gonna read your profile often you want to show you with your grandchild as cute as that is I'll say ladies do you really want that man to think of you as a grandmother And you know what? You can mention your grandmother in your profile. And then when you're on the date, you can always pull out those photos. But on your profile, you're not the grandmother. You're you. This is Dating While Gray, the grown-up's guide to love, sex, and relationships. I'm Laura Stassi. We've explored some fairly complicated topics on this podcast. But after hearing from listeners, I think it's time to circle back to the basics. On this episode, it's Dating 101, the online profile. If you want a humorous look at dating apps and older gay men, I can recommend Neil Patrick Harris's Netflix series, Uncoupled. But on this episode, we're talking only about heterosexual dating because that's what I know. If you've ever put together an online dating profile, you know it basically goes like this. You write a short paragraph to introduce yourself, 
and pair it with a photo. And that becomes, well, think of it as your cover and you're a book and people will be judging your book by its cover. So you want your write-up to be intriguing and you want your photo to be flattering. You're aiming to entice people as they scroll through all the covers to click on yours. And when they do, they'll find out more, like your favorite activities, maybe your hobbies or religious and political beliefs, plus additional photos. And hopefully, that will motivate them to connect. Here are two listeners weighing in on profiles that won them over because the book matched the cover. My name is Julie, and I got divorced seven years ago, and have been on and off online dating for the past five years. Happily, I'm in a new budding relationship as of several months ago with a lovely man who I met online. The reason he really was able to garner my attention is because of the green flags in his profile. His photos showed him in an everyday life, dressed for work, dressed when he was working out, or just hanging out, not doing much of anything. And most importantly, he approached me with respect. His initial message to me was so kind and so respectful that it really stood out from the clutter out there of all the other nonsense one finds in online dating. Hi, Laura. It's Linda. And I want to offer a green light, and that is when in his well-written profile, he says something adoring or really loving about uh, members of his family, especially his kids. I love that. Ah, but then there are profiles like this one. My name is Glenn, and I am from Chapel Hill, North Carolina. I've been divorced about eight years, and I decided last summer that I would dip my toe into trying to date again. I, I've gotten coaching that's helped me understand how to curate the background, listen to learn, ask open-ended questions so that maybe I come across better. I've had a couple of men take pictures of themselves with their head on their pillow and they're under their covers. Oh. And that's not that's not a good way to come across. And I've had a, a couple of other men where they're they're obviously looking in a mirror to see how they look, but they're not looking at the background. So you can see a row of urinals. And, you know, I kept wondering if someone had come in and started going to the bathroom, would they have even noticed? I had a man this weekend contact me and he was writing about how we could get cozy under a blanket and do whatever we felt like. And again, it just doesn't seem as if they've thought through how that would sound to somebody else. Have you had any relationships through online dating? Not one. I'm sorry, Glenn, for laughing. But it was in solidarity because haven't we all come across at least one profile that's so cringeworthy it's comical? You heard Glenn say she got coaching to learn how to best present herself online. And that brings me to Karen. But when I read some men's 
profiles. They're so interesting. They're so nice. It's like, I, you're interesting. I want to talk to you. Why aren't you calling me? <laughs> we have things to talk about. Karen is 64, lives in California, and she's been on and off the dating sites since she got divorced at age 50. She wrote me asking for help with her online profile because she's getting attention, but not necessarily the kind she wants. I feel like they're not even paying attention that they just hit the like button, honestly, because if, if you read my full profile, which is three short paragraphs, it's not that much to read. It says that, you know, you should live in San Luis Obispo. You should smile in your pictures, you know, <laughs> you, sh you should be aware and interested in the world around you. And I just, you know, I get responses or well, they just hit the like button and don't say anything. Or their pictures are just really bad. Like I mentioned, you know, the selfies where they're not smiling and or in the bathroom. I mean, all these things that, you know, sites tell you not to do. Um, it's like they haven't put any effort into it. So every once in a while, I'll get somebody, but I don't know. I don't get that many. I feel like I hit a lot of likes and I don't get a lot of reciprocal likes. Do you have an age range that you look for? I don't know, not over 70, not too far under 60, because like I mentioned, men under 64 are not looking for women 64, <laughs> or at least that has not been my experience. So, um, so, you know, 10 years, I guess, five years either way, give or take. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I know some really fun, healthy, 72-year-old men that would be fun, but... Um, you know, the ones you see on the screens are not always looking like they'd be so fun. I have a, a good friend who just went online just this weekend, and she's like, should I click on it? It's like, yeah, click the guy I like, send him a nice little short thing. And she hadn't heard back the next day. And she's like, so is that weird? I'm like, I don't know. It's not weird at all. It's really hard to get a response from anybody. Yeah. It's tough. It's tough to know the pacing of things or, you know, I think a lot of, too, sometimes we don't want to appear to be too forward or too eager, mm -hmm. but then it's like, well, I, like, I think you wrote something about if you send somebody with a question and then you get a closed answer, it's like, okay, this is too hard to even communicate mm -hmm. by email. What's it going to be like when we see each other? Yeah. I have like intentionally not try to read other women's profiles because I want it to sound like me. And when I read it, I think, that sounds like me. I mean, I, I have traveled. I have said to myself, you know, that would be more fun to, you know, say, hey, look at that. than you know, look at my phone. I mean, I have a friend who's like, please don't show me any pictures. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I just, I kind of, in my mind think, well, that seemed like a real, it just seemed real to me. I mean, and also because I've met a lot of people, a lot of men, and I just feel like I want somebody that's a little bit interested in the world and, and paying attention to what's going on. So, <laughs> okay. So you got back on January and, but then the six months and um, you said you had a couple of prospects, number four and five. Mm -hmm. um, so first of all, let me see, I think five dates, about five first dates in five months, that's not bad. It doesn't seem bad to me. No, I, you're right. And, and um, ideally, yeah. And that's kind of how it's been all along. It's, or it's always feast or famine, you know, it's like three and all at once and then nothing for 
for months. But yes, it's um, it's not bad. Okay. So you had two that you were hoping maybe something would continue. Yeah. So number four, I think, is moving back into town. I've had very sporadic email or text from him, you know, since he left six weeks or so ago. Anyhow, I, I, f- I feel like we could call on the phone. We have phones. But um, well, we'll see. He, he seemed really interested, and yet it's like, yeah. you can make a little more effort, because I feel like I've reached out. And then the other one I thought went really well, and then I haven't heard from him. But that was just a phone call. So, and I was re-listening to some of the episodes, and the one lady said to let them call you yeah. or reach back out to you. And so I thought, mm, I guess I'll wait. What are the chances, I guess? Because it just seems... No, I mean, do I seem pretty put together? I seem like a pretty regular person. <laughs> My therapist says I have the least amount of baggage. Um, oh. You know, I, I, I feel like I have a lot to offer the right person, and I'm not sure what they're looking for. You know, I, maybe I'm too picky. I don't know. I, I did have a good friend tell me years ago, "Don't settle," and I, I don't, I don't want to settle. I, I wanted to make my life better. Whoever he is, he's going to make my life better and more interesting. So that's, I think, what I'm looking for. And my life is good. I mean, you do see there's just really a lot of nice, good people out there looking for someone to connect with. And um, and it does give you an opportunity to meet people that might just live down the street or, you know, a couple miles away that I would never meet otherwise. So, I mean, really, it, it opens up possibilities that I would never have otherwise. Uh, the most negative is probably the whole, you know, soul crushing. <laughs> never get responses from people you think are legitimate choices. I mean, I'm not going after the neurosurgeons or the male models or whatever. It's just like regular guy. Soul crushing. Mm, that's heavy. You know, I did have one experience recently. I wouldn't call it soul-crushing, but it was highly disappointing. I was on one of those sites where the woman has to make the first move, but the site pings you with men who've seen your profile and want you to reach out. One man described himself as touchy-feely, especially while driving, and he promised he'd always keep one hand on the steering wheel and the other on my thigh. Another said he tried to live a somewhat healthy lifestyle by eating, quote, ice cream, biscuits, chips, and fun pops. Then there was a man I recognized from my hometown pickleball courts. Active, attractive, engaged in his career. Sounds like a winner, right? So I reached out via email to connect like, you know, he said he wanted me to do. He had 24 hours to respond or the match would disappear. Guess what? He didn't and it did. Whatever. I'm trying to decide what to do if I ever see him again on the pickleball courts. Like, should I totally lean into the rejection by either waving dramatically or giving him the evil eye? Or should I pretend that I don't see him and in fact he doesn't actually exist? What would you do? Anyway, back to Karen. She asked for help with her profile. We'll have two experts weigh in, plus I'll offer tips for all of us. That's after the break.
Are my photos too casual? Does my write-up come across as flippant? These are some of the questions Karen had about her online profile, and I'm turning to experts for answers. First, let's hear from Anne Moss. She's a professional photographer, and her work includes helping single people present their best selves online. These photos should be about you. They really should not have your friends. They should not have your family because they're not doing the dating. You are. When somebody is flipping on their phone or on a website, they have a, an initial response. They're either going to swipe left, swipe right. So you need to give as much information as quickly as possible, as clear as possible mm. on that photo. So having nice colors that you're wearing. Um, we like to say in online dating, when we do our photos, solids are best. That way your clothes don't come first and then you, it's you're wearing your clothes, but it's wearing a color that complements you. Travel photos are great if they're in focus, if they can run and tell a story. That's the whole idea of adding a travel photo uh, that you can make a mention. What's nice about a lot of these dating sites is you can put a comment on the bottom of your photo. You can put the year. You can say, um, I am off to blah, blah, blah. And it gives a starting point for somebody who is looking at your profile to say, oh, I've done that before also. And you start commenting on that. And also a big one, please no sunglasses. No sunglasses. Maybe on one. Sometimes people get a little carried away with their dog and cat pictures. Um, if you are going to post with your dog or your cat, make sure it's a really good photo of the two of you. I've had clients who want photos taken with their pets. And so we will do that. Generally, I don't. I like to include them for myself in online dating profiles. But if a client does want that, I'll, I'll take them. But I'm looking for that cute response. You know, if uh, I had photographed a guy with his dog and they were dancing and put their heads together. And so it gives a woman to go, oh, that is so cute. <laughs> um, but it should be a good picture and just one. I always kind of crack up when I see the leaning pose. Like somebody is like leaned over you know, and it's usually with other people. So is there a way to best present, I guess, our bodies? It really is good to have a combination of a decent headshot, some three-quarter body, which head down to maybe your knees or a little below, and then a full length. Um, a great fun way to do a full length is a walking shot. So these days, if you have a friend even taking a photo in the, um, like on the iPhone, when it's the, the motion, whatever, the, the live image, uh -huh. do that. Or even put it on video because you can stop a photo. You can pick a photo out of a video that got you at just the right point. So if oh. you're farther away and you walk towards the photographer and they're just, you know, and you're just kind of na, 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 thinking that you're not really thinking about when they're clicking. And so then you can go look at that stream and see, oh, which one worked. But okay, what are your thoughts, honestly, on the selfie? <sighs> A lot of people aren't good at it. And so unfortunately, depending on how far away they are holding the, the phone, um, it'll distort their face. We don't want to distort and that's why it's important also when people do photograph somebody, there's something called a wide angle lens. And a wide angle is going to allow you to take more of an image. So, so often the cell phones 
if you try to, if you hold the cell phone vertically and you try to take a picture of somebody, it will get the whole image, but they're going to be distorted because that's not what you look like. And so do you want to have really large feet? Do you want to have really large hands? Do you want to have a really large nose? No. So you need to stand back. Stand back. So you need a really long arm if you're going to be doing it. <laughs> well, the other thing people have done is stood their phone up on something, put it on video, walk back, and then walk towards it and do it themselves. Uh, iWatches, um, the Apple Watch can turn on your phone and do that also. So there are ways if you're going to do it by yourself. But these days, come on, people have friends. Yeah. And what's nice about the cell phones these days is so many of them have a portrait mode. And that's one thing when people have professional photos done, we professionals will blur the background out because we, we're focusing on the person. And you can mm-hmm. do that on these iPhones. I, I'm, I'm sure you can do it on the Androids also, but put it on portrait mode. Portrait. And okay. that will then help at least to blur out the background. Okay. So let's go ahead and take a look at Karen sent me these photos. From what I see from the first three photos, she looks like um, an outdoorsy, active woman. Right. So I love the ski picture that she has. I think that's great. And in that one, I don't mind that she's wearing sunglasses because it's sunny when you're skiing. It shows just enough of her. She's, it's not like she's just got off the chairlift. She's actually on the slope. So it looks like she really does ski. There's uh, another kind of a close-up photo. It's kind of busy in the background. And again, it's harder to focus in on a person when things are busier in the background. Oh, I see what you're saying now because it's an outdoor shot, which I think natural lighting is great. But you're saying because you can see the fence and that looks like there might be even some lawn chairs back there or some outdoor chairs. Right. So all that takes is somebody shifting their position. And again, if that was on portrait mode, that would have been blurred in the background. And then that would have been a nice photo. She sent one other picture, which um, it's a photo she posted on Instagram. Of All her pictures. I like that one the best. The background, you can tell where she is. That um, What's nice is there's a solid kind of look. I'm not sure if it's really in the background. It could be um, a huge stone mountain or something. I can't really tell. But it's solid color, so it enables her to stand out. She has on a solid cardigan maroon color, a white shirt, and her hair is nice. She's got nice short haircut and a beautiful smile. Yeah. And that that is a perfect uh, kind of profile photo. It's, it's simple, it's clean, it shows her, she's got a great smile. The other thing, most of your pictures you should look at the camera. When you think about when you're doing online dating, at least this is how I feel when I even do online dating, I wanna feel like I'm connecting with the person. And if I see a lot of photos of a guy looking to the side, smiling, I'm going to think, is there somebody else you're looking at? Excuse me, what about me? So I'd rather have him looking at me. A lot of times I'll tell my clients, tilt your head like a guy, smile and tilt your head a little, because women like to feel like they're being listened to. And if you're sitting across from someone, say, in a restaurant and you're chatting with them and you find they're smiling, don't people start to kind of tilt their head a little? And so when I have a guy tilt his head and smile and it's like a headshot, 
and he looks friendly, a woman's going to go, oh my God, I want to date him. So, um, so not only are you photographing for online sites, are you online yourself? I am online myself. I have been doing online dating. It's kind of funny. The men being a diamond in the rough that I sometimes, you know, kind of will give them a little bit of a pass, meaning a good pass. It's like, okay, I'll try this. Oh, so maybe you can, as a photographer, you can see beyond a bad picture. And maybe that's, okay, that's the biggest tip of the day. Maybe we don't want some of these really good guys to have good photos. And that is and that is funny because, right, if we met them and, the, and so often, you know, we'll say to them, oh, my God, you look so much better than your photos. And, and then you're right. You're like, oh, this is my hidden secret. I don't want, you know, I'm going to now date them. Okay, I'm intrigued by this whole diamond in the rough strategy. Maybe I was too quick to swipe left on the man wearing a band collar shirt that buttoned up diagonally. Now let's address Karen's online write-up. To me, when I read this profile, I'm like, so what? Hmm. So what? Doesn't really say anything to me. Interesting. That's Amy Schoen. She's a certified professional life and relationship coach. And you may recognize her from season one when she told me this. You need to get a real clear vision of what you want in your life because different people want different things. And you need to find a partner who's going in the same direction. I mean, you have you, you different kinds of people who want different things. The second thing is the values need to be aligned, what you want and what you think is important. So what I find out is that most people, they don't have a really concrete sense of their values and a way to communicate it. And they're actually going after the wrong things. I brought Amy back to review what Karen had posted online. So people want to know, who is this person? So when I work with somebody, I work through their values. I really try to infuse their values and talk about who they are, how they are in the world. And then she did say she travels, but not, nothing much about the travel. Like, would she be more specific? Like, instead of just saying, I like to travel and have done a fair amount, would a difference be saying like... Uh, yeah, where do you like to, where do you like to travel? Because some people are the woman I was, uh, one of my clients yesterday, she likes to explore her local area. She really doesn't want to travel abroad. Ah. So, you know, kind of being more specific about maybe where you have traveled. Uh, one of my clients, I recently worked on her profile and um, I helped her. Um, I said, well, tell somebody who, what's on your bucket list. Mm, what's on your bucket list? And she also says here, and she does reference this line in the interview I did, so I will say it here. She had her daughter look at it, and her daughter suggested she take out that line about, I am a big believer in science. What are your thoughts on that? Um, well, I mean, it's just, I think that's fine, because if you want to meet someone who's on the same page and today in our environment, there are definitely um, different sides of the coin. And so that's just saying her views. And so she's trying to attract somebody who thinks the same way that she does. I have no problem with that. And then I think it's interesting that she put that she was financially secure and so should you be. Yeah, that's a hard one. And then you have to be careful because you don't want people scammers. And so mm -hmm. how do you, you know, some things you have to just 
figure it out by babe talking to them and things like that. And and that's one of those slippery slopes. And what you think is financially secure and what I think is financially secure uh, or financially responsible, you know, that's there's a wide spectrum on that. So, yeah, I think, you know, you can't be scared to put things out that share who you are. And if it's going to turn somebody off, then let, you know, let them move on to the next person. From the conversations we've had in the past and this one, it sounds like almost you need to really decide what is important enough for you to put on this, on this profile, this thing that is meant to attract people to want to get to know you better. And if it's really important for her to have a financially secure partner, then she should put it. But if it's, you know... I don't know. Right. We work on this thing called the 30-second infomercial, which is really about looking at the five to seven things that are really important about the person you want to meet. Mm -hmm. And so you are communicating that. And it's interesting when you can only give five to seven things, what you really distill down to what's really the essence and what's really important for you. Yeah. I guess all we can do is put our best foot forward and then I don't know. I've, I've sort of taken the philosophy if things seem too hard to, you know, to even connect with someone or you're starting a conversation and you're not getting anything back or, you know, blah, then it's just like, this is too much. I know dating is work, but sometimes if you have to put so much work just to. No, in our relationships and you think about who your best friends are and the people you hang out with. Yeah. And those are clues to your values. And, um, you know, it, it isn't hard. Right. With the right people, it is a flow. My thanks to Karen for bravely allowing us to critique her online dating profile. She's a catch. We wish her all the best out there. Thanks also to our experts. And we're not done yet. We're going to continue our Dating 101 lesson on the next episode of this podcast by talking about the first date. Oh boy. Now I'm trying to remember the last time I had a first date. I did have a first meeting recently. The the more I think about it, the more I think that he may have thought it was a first date. He insisted on paying for my coffee, and he tried to kiss me. Oh, but that, my friends, is a story for another time. Dating While Gray is produced in partnership with North Carolina Public Radio. For more on the show, check out datingwhilegray.com. That's also where you can find links for sending voicemails and emails. I'd love to hear from you. I'm Laura Stasi. Thanks for listening.